You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada, exploring cutting-edge health and wellness information and therapies, helping you to take your health to the next level. I'm your host, Kathy Biasse, and I'm a holistic nutritionist and a professional cancer coach. Electromagnetic fields, or EMFs, are pervasive in our modern world. Some EMFs are natural, being produced by a buildup of electrical charges in the atmosphere associated with thunderstorms. And then there are human-made sources generated by various things like power lines, wireless devices, and household appliances. And while the science and the scientific consensus suggests that typical EMF exposure levels are unlikely to cause immediate harm, concerns persist regarding potential long-term health effects. And to speak to this, we have Justin Franzen on our show today. Justin is a renowned athleticism performance coach and author. He specializes in nerve work and is the founder of athleticism.com and emfrocks.com. He has been working in the field of athletic performance for over 25 years. Justin is the author of Athleticism, Whole Body Plus Whole Brain, Plus whole performance, which delves into the connection between athletic performance and the environment. Justin became interested in the impact of environmental factors on athletic performance after noticing that many of his athletes were breaking down due to the effects of wearable technology. And in response to this, he looked to nature for solutions to the man-made EMF challenges. His grounding bags, which are sold at doctor's clinics across the country, are the leading natural answer for helping people coexist with EMF. This is something, you know, it's invisible. We don't see it. And oftentimes when that is playing out, we don't focus on it perhaps as much as we should. And this is the the idea behind this show with EMFs, exploring them, helping to understand what they are and potential impacts on our health. We talk about possible links between EMFs and athletic performance, the downside of wearables. Now, this is very controversial. Um, and electric cars and the potential risk with them. A really, really interesting show. This is information that we all should at least be made aware of so that we can make smart decisions about what we put on our body, our mode of transportation, what goes on in the environment of our household. Do stay with us. We will be back in just a few minutes to speak with Justin. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. 
We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back to our show, everybody. Today's show has been recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. Please follow us on our social sites. We are on Insta- Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all those locations. Justin, welcome to our show. Kathy, thank you for having me on. Interesting topic. Very, very interesting. I think people hear the buzzwords, EMFs, rounding, all those things. They're there, but I don't think we have... Um, a true sense of what it is, and even probably more importantly, uh, a sense of how it impacts our health. But before we get into that area of your expertise, how did you get to this space in working with ath- uh, athletes? Are they professional athletes or, or uh, warrior, yes. weekend warrior guys? Yeah, I started 25 years ago at Scoops Clinic in La Jolla, California, working with the amateur and professional athletes and we would do basically nerve work for sports performance and a lot of coordination work and, and had a really unique sports performance program. I saw one of the strongest, fittest guys come in an endurance athlete break down from wearable technology. So he had a smartwatch on his wrist, Kathy, and he had pain right below the watch on his wrist. And I, and so he's like, Justin, my wrist hurts. I'm like, well, we'll get rid of the radiation on your wrist. And, and he was also saying his arm function didn't work so well. Like his arm was weak. So when the second we got the watch off the wrist, like the pain went away and he didn't correlate the two because you know, everyone wears a watch, mm-hmm. at least for so they thought. And then his arm function started to restore. So that was really the aha moment for me where I saw knowing nerves and working with the body. I saw that direct correlation of someone being weak from this non-native EMFs. And I knew it was the next up and coming biggest topic, wasn't going away, only getting stronger, only getting closer. And I knew we had to address it. Why does doing coordination work and nervous system work? How did you, how is that the impact of a lot of, where's the correlation between the EMFs and your nervous system and coordination? Because the nerves fire the muscles. So if the nerves are downregulated from an environmental stressor, the performance is going to be lacking. And uh, as we saw it with him with pain. Is and it it's so an true. issue of inflammation? Yeah, there is so true. Inflammation, uh, mitochondria function. There's so many different levels of EMF toxicity in the body. NCAA protocols for collegiate athletes is no screen time after concussion. So even blue lights of the EMF disrupt the blood brain barrier and don't really allow a concussion to heal as quickly. So there's a there's a lot of variables as far as how EMFs really affect the body. You're fighting a, a bit of an uphill battle, I think, because as I have done a couple of shows on uh, the technology that's going to be coming up in the near future, we are going to be able to learn so much more about how our body is working. How is that going to correlate into the negative impact 
that these wearables potentially can have. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing the bodies do some incredible stuff now. Uh, but again, we got to look at what our environment is and then what are the stressors in it? I mean, is eating glyphosate good for the body? No, no, I didn't know you're asking me that question. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Like, yeah. like you can't, you can't have a healthy, productive environment when you have toxicity in it or around it. And so we really have to look at the big question I ask everyone is what is our environment? Well, it's everything around us and let's lean in on the air. Well, the air is basically ether, plasma, waves and particles travel through that. So to me, there's no scratch in your head, Kathy, that we can broadcast a one directional waveform. I mean, you're in Toronto, I'm in Southern California. That's how we are able to communicate and record this you know, talk through waveforms. They're one directional waveforms. And if they weren't one directional, they wouldn't work. So that's why cell tower panels face every direction is because they have to be one directional. They, they're not uh, yeah, basically unpolarized, but the unpolarized waves are the framework of how we're made and our planet's made. So, uh, and our universe is made. So literally when you introduce a one directional waveform, it's going to disrupt the body. So we have to really lean into what the environment is to allow us to move forward with the body. Do you think that the body will, over time, do you think there'll be an adaptation to this? Because it's not going away. Um, it doesn't seem to be regulated. You know, 5G phones are all over the place. I know we heard about EMFs and things like that. We should probably actually define what an EMF is. But before we get to that, do you think there's an adaptation that we can make? Or is this a complete negative impact on our body? So there's a book called The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg. He categorized the history of electricity and life. And he goes back to every major pandemic and even you know, in the history. And he correlates them to electrical shifts in our electromagnetic blanket of an atmosphere, if you will. So before 1889, when we introduced electricity into homes, the pandemics, the times where a lot of people got sick at one time were directly correlated with solar flares or atmospheric pressure shifts in our electromagnetic blanket of an atmosphere. Ever since we introduced electricity into the homes, they call the flu the flu because the flu used to fly in and fly out with these solar flares or cosmic shifts. And now once electricity is in, they've stay, the flu is here to stay. So it became an annual thing pretty much. And you go to 1918 was a Spanish flu. We introduced radio waves for the first time on a rollout. Then the you have satellites for the Hong Kong flu, they launched satellites in the atmospheric Van Allen belt, this protective belt in our atmosphere. And then World War II was radar. So net net at the end of the day, you're asking if there's adaptation. Well, our bodies keep adapting every time 
they shift the atmospheric, you know, basically electrification, our bodies will adapt. And whether it's a non-native or native, our bodies go through an adaptation process. That's what we saw the last several years with 5G rollout. People get sick and adapt to it. The There's no such thing as the virus is the bad guy. It, it's our environment is toxic. Then we produce a virus to adapt. We're built on viruses, fungus, and bacteria. They are our adaptation process. We would not be here without those three things. Zach Bush, he's an MD. He has a ion biome which I'm sure you're aware of to help with the gut with glyphosate. And he says we're built on viruses. It's doing 10 to the 31 of them. So there's firemen every fire. There's viruses in people when they're adapting to different situations. And so I truly feel that this is our adaptation process. Now, let me second that comment with one other thing. This isn't like smoking where you can just detox and, and you know, easily clear the heavy metals out of your body. And then there's no more stressor. Like this is a constant stressor on our body 24 seven to the tune of radiation that we've never, ever seen in the history of time. And we're self-inducing it. And then we're even adding more to our bodies with wearable technology and laptops and, all the wireless signals and then the, the smart meters on your homes, your automated gas and electric meters, and the list goes on and on and on as far as what we're being inundated with. We're living in electrical boxes of homes, and if there's solar on a home, that's going to cause even higher dirty electricity. So our bodies have the capacity to adapt, but what I want to really make clear is that even with low-level EMF radiation, it affects us at our mitochondria level. And it leads to bigger challenges and directly correlated to the bigs, cancer, suicide, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, and lack of fertility and cancer, of course. So having said that, there's an adaptation process, I feel, to a certain extent. Are all EMFs? We never, you know, I probably should have been a better host and done this the first question. Uh, are all EMFs man-made or are there natural EMFs? And maybe just, you know, just skim the surface of what an EMF is. Yeah, so the EMFs are electromagnetic fields or frequencies. And that's what I was alluding to before is there's cosmic ones that are non, that are native. And, and then when there's an atmospheric pressure shift or solar flares, our bodies will adapt. Our REM patterns will change. I mean, these are these are like just absolutely scientifically proven that shift in the atmospheric pressure changes us. And we see that with different, we even see it in full moons, like literally with parasites, like I kind of activate mm -hmm. during those times. Like any shift in the in the energy of our universe is a direct correlation correlation with our body and how it shifts with this internal medicine and, and, and nutritionally wise. And then you have the, the non-native ones, which is all electricity, dirty electricity, wireless signals. So they measure those, Kathy, in the speed of a waveform. 
So electricity is measured in 50 to 60 waves per second. Dirty electricity is 4,000 to 100,000 waves per second. And they call uh, the 50 to 60, they call that milligoss. So that's 50 to 60 hertz or, or milligoss. And then you go into the wireless, which is 50 million to billions of waves per second. And that is how we measure and quantify the stressors because they have meters to measure certain speeds of waveforms of these one directional waveforms. So that's what EMFs are, the non-native ones, and that's how we measure them. And you can hear them on a meter. The sound that the meters make is the noise pollution that's polluting our oceans and our environment and our bodies and our pets and our plants and our people or our uh, cattle as well. Like literally they, a lot of the animals can hear that bandwidth that most humans can't, but that is the noise pollution that it's making. It's pretty much like a radio station that's on static. It's in between stations. Like that's what our body's here in 24 seven. So it's really chaotic and there's not a meter to meter chaos. So we have to look at the body measurements. Like what does it do to our body? Well, does it give us cancer? Does it affect our sleep? You know, that's how we start to look at these things. Well, the one thing that pops into my head when we're talking about electricity and so forth, and, you know, we're talking about the wearables and now, um, I don't know what it's like in the States, but we are in the, in Canada, we are pushing to ban all gas cars and the next number of years and, and um, replace them with electrical cars. I don't, I've never been in an electrical car. I have not yet been in one. I had a friend who went in one and she said it made her ill. She said there was, she had got a ringing in her ears and she had to, it was, she, she blamed the absolute quiet of the car that caused her not to feel well, but she had to, uh, she was nauseous. How, how do we get around this? You got to get rid of Trudeau. (laughs) And that's another podcast. (laughs) That would be a good start. Uh, We have the same challenge with our governor in California. Uh, Newsom's just not uh, enhancing for uh, our body sovereignty. Electric cars are probably one of the single worst things that anyone could ever be in. Cause you think of it, it has all three of EMF stressors at the highest level. So it has milligoss, you know, which all cars have, and especially all the new cars at really high levels, the whole front dashboard's electric. There's like seven computers mm-hmm. in every car. They're all computerized now. There's just not, there's not like good old fashioned engines. Guys that race cars that I know they have to hire mechanics and start to train them that craft because it's a dying craft, unfortunately. Uh, but these, these electric cars, I don't think that it'll be able to sustain, especially in Canada. They're half as efficient in the cold. They're using coal, cadmium, all precious minerals to mine the batteries. Then it's 18% lower testosterone for anyone driving an electric car. You're sitting on a massive battery. That's not great for our bodies. They can, the, the big reason they're pushing is because they can stop your car at any time. They can control that vehicle and they're doing it now here. They're stopping cars when someone doesn't pay for something or what have you, they can just lock you out of it. So uh, then, you know, once the life of the battery is done after 10 years or so, you know, they're not really 
basically uh, what you might call them, recycling them mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form at, at any quality level. So we're ending up filling up our landfills with acid with dead batteries. So it's not a net zero on the environment. It, it, what the psyop that I like to promote is, you guys, if anyone wants to uh, steal for money or what have you, people go to catalytic converters to get you know the the copper and stuff. Well, there's way more in these cell towers and a, a lot of these batteries that that. Uh, people don't even realize like those are the ways that we're going to be able to slow this stuff down when people start you know, going against the grid. Like we we just, we just can't have these cars. Like the, we'll look at, let, let, let me back up a little bit. And that's kind of a funny side note I just made, but, but it's true. Uh, but anyhow, the electric cars are, Oh gosh, I lost my train of thought on that one. But they're just they're just the worst thing. Oh, our grid, it's not even there. So in the US, half the people live in multifamily homes. There's no way you can actually have, you know, electric stations for every car. And and then the the, right. the single worst thing about it, the most obvious thing that I normally say first, yeah, let's use the grid that you're wanting to reduce the usage of to use that product. It just makes zero sense. So there's no there's no merit behind it. There's no substance behind it. It's complete complete ignorance. It's a fad. I feel that will go away. We need to start looking at hydrogen or some other forms uh, that are that are more uh, environmentally environmentally. Safe, yeah. I, I well, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people think in those terms, which is what leads us to these predicaments. Um, I really want to discuss how you go about educating people on how to protect themselves from an unending bombardment of EMFs. But you know what? Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and get into that part of the show. You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email THH at RadioMaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back to the Health Hub. We are having a very interesting conversation with Justin Franzen. Justin, um, I, I guess there's an unending number of health issues that can arise. What about our children? I mean, our children, we are transitioning into this area. I mean, we've been part of it, but it's just getting more and more prevalent, the EMFs. What impact is this having on our kids from birth? It's massive, Kathy. I I feel that how telecom or got away with, or the, the tech industry gets away with making a laptop, calling a laptop, putting a router and a battery over our reproductive organs. I mean, it's it's absolutely devastating. So we're looking at uh, women's ovaries absorb 10 times the amount of radiation than any other part of their body, and, and they don't get them back. Like guys replenish their sperm count, but that reduces with EMF. So the fertility it, it just alone is being more challenging to to have success with and then once you have it 
if you have something that had that much of a stressor on it, you're going to have more of a sensitivity to it. So now you have it before yeah, the fetus. And then now you have a, let's say we have a pregnant woman, she's as laptops going and wearing an Apple watch or a, or a smartwatch. And then she's got her cell phone on her mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then she's driving an electric car and then she lives in a solar home and here she's wanting to have a, a successful pregnancy. I mean, that is just crazy. That fetus has zero, zero protection and no blood brain barrier, no skull fully developed. It's just getting zapped. So when it's coming out, I, I mean, there's got to be massive, massive challenges uh, with, with that you know, whole process, especially in the first trimester when it, everything is so, so delicate. And then for me, I'll go back to me 30 years ago. Plus I, I did an internship and, uh, at a, a real estate firm and they had me copying paper. So I was stuck at a copy machine for literally weeks on end. So I'd pull the paper off the x-ray machine and my fingertips would burn because that's x-ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was ionized radiation. And now we go 30 years later, whenever I use a touch screen, uh, I, I have nerve pain in my fingertips. So I feel the kids that are on these devices nonstop at young ages with their fingers as their stylist with that connected to that electricity pulse, you know, in less than 30 years, they're going to have nerve pain as well. They, you just cannot have that much of a stressor for that many of decades and not see the ramifications of it. And I'm a healthy guy and super athletic and always outdoors and always barefoot, always in the water. I'm sweating. I'm doing cold, I'm cold plunges. I'm eating good. And I still got hit by it. So if you take a healthy demographic, you know, that's still getting hit by it, are the future generation of these kids are going to be compromised in so many different ways. We don't even know yet. You know, it, it's uh, listening to you. I've done my own research on this too. And when I was going through my education as a nutritionist, this was all brought up as well. You know, don't put the laptops on your, on your lap, uh, have something to protect yourself. Don't put your phones in your back pocket, things like that. But you know, Honestly, Justin, we're just hitting our head against a wall. Well, they're not going away. They're becoming more and more entrenched. These, um, the the watches, the the gizmos for telling us what we need to know. Computers, they're not going away. And you know, what, you know, it's a whole other story. Arguing the scientific facts behind it. We're told it's all safe. We're told not to worry. Um, but we know that there is something in there that is not really being addressed, but we're living with it. How do we protect ourselves? How do we go? I'm sure we can't protect ourselves 100%, but there have to be steps that we can take to try and insulate ourselves from EMS. Yeah, definitely. It's all about understanding what the stressors are, metering them, and then developing some proximity protocols to it. And then once you have established those safe distances and and touch points with them, then you got to 
implement the grounding measure measures where you get outside in nature and get grounded by nature and then use our grounding bags when you're inside. And before I jump into that, I want to kind of lean back into the nutrition side of the EMF and how challenging it is for your audience. Cause you're the nutritionist and we're talking about this. What, what I found is the eyes, teeth, thymus and, and the intestine area get decharged from the, the EMF. So if we're losing the polarity in our body, because we get a negative ionic charge from the earth, we get a positive from the sun, we breathe in minerals, uh, hopefully we get it from our food and water and the, use the water for the conductivity. That's how our body battery works. If any one of those pieces isn't working, Kathy, at the cellular level, uh, at the organ level, we're going to start to see that energy system uh, diverted and that allows the opportunity for dis-ease in the body. So it's huge on a nutritional standpoint that we upregulate the thymus, which is your electrical system for your body. We start to you know, work with the teeth and gums and keep them charged. We get the intestine area charged. And so how do we do that? Well, one of the ways we use our grounding bags to tap on it, and you can tap on the bag and cover each of those areas one at a time. And uh, so EMF rocks are, are one of the industry leading products for natural EMF protection. They're hand mined crystals. They're like walking barefoot in a bag. So it's a resonance of the earth in a bag that gives you that, that grounding effect. So when you put them over those areas and tap, it's going to really start to give you 10 X your energy and recharge those areas and help with circulation and, and help with the inflammation and allow us to coexist with this stuff. Okay. So these are bags that you've formulated. Uh, I know they're in many doctor's offices. Um, how big are they? Are they handheld? Are they a big lump in the middle of your room? Yeah. So emfrocks.com, we have two different size grounding bags. We have a full size deep sleep grounding bag. It's about one pound bag of hand mined crystals. So we don't manufacture them. This is literally the earth's resonance and the crystals have moisture with magnetic properties. And that's why they're so much stronger than shungite or amethyst or black tourmaline or some of the other known crystals that have the really great qualities for EMF protection. Then we also have a mini grounding bag for a purse pocket or backpack for on the go protection. And then we have Faraday bags that you throw your phone in, protects you from your phone and it slows down the data harvesting. Like they're aggregating all our information. That's why the lifespan of our cell phone batteries don't last as long. It's because every app on our phone has multiple trackers and they're Mm -hmm. just pulling our information at record speed, sending it to AI, to all the track and trace and surveillance market and, you know, sell us stuff. And (laughs) I mean, who knows what they're doing with all of our information, but. Well, I think you only have to think about certain things and then it pops up on the phone. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. They're getting (laughs) they're they're attempting to get there. Uh, you know, they want to scare us into thinking that they're there, but at the end of the day, I don't think they're too far. I've been seeing some scary stuff. Let me tell you can, okay. With getting back to the bags, um, is there a shelf life on these or are they two to three, two to three years is a great lifespan for them. And they'll kind of start to discolor out of their pink coloring of rocks. And then the heart, the hardness of them will start soften or turn to dust. So whenever they start to 
discolor or start to soften, it's a great time to get a new bag. But what EMF protection product lasts for you know several years? I mean, that that's a huge lifespan. You put them on the ground outside every couple months to recharge them and uh, kind of clear anything stuck out of it. But we've seen have doctors sleep, check it. Dr. Rodney White, uh, he was in the Midwest. He did a sleep test on it for two months. His deep sleep improved 60%. It went Mm -hmm. from 45 minutes to 100 minutes for two months straight, which is not anecdotal. It's phenomenal. And Dr. Bear Lando, alphavedic.com, A-L-F-A-V-E-D-I-C, another one of my favorite sites for minerals and uh, amazing products. He did a waveform test and he has these dual impedance antennas and they measure any chi or distortion in your energy field. Cause Bruce Lipton will say your health lies in your energy field and you can't have the chemistry in your body without the energy. So we got to mm-hmm. look at your chi and that's why we tap on the bags to clear any stuck stuff in your biofield and your energy field. But the grounding bags clinically passively treat up to 91% of markers that were off on its testing. So we know that they've been third-party tested. We know that they work. You know that you can 10X your energy. My wife was going through a menopausal, early menopause, night sweats, wasn't sleeping through the night. Literally, uh, her, her cycle stopped for three months straight. We, the second I figured this stuff out and loaded her house out with the grounding bags, everything normalized her cycle returned she, night sweats went away and she could sleep through the night so we know this stuff has significant positive benefits when we start to employ these grounding you know protocols getting grounded by nature during the day and then when you're at home at night or if you're stuck inside working throughout the day ground your home, bring that resonance of the earth into your home to create that coherence in your home. I have a question for you. Can you detox from EMFs? Yeah. So that was what I was alluding to that, that tapping protocol Mm -hmm. with a full size grounding bag is huge. Your friend that was really sensitive when she sat in the, in the electric car and had ringing in your ears. Most people that are that sensitive are really EMF toxic and they have a lot of EMF toxicity or heavy metal toxicity in there that's charging it. They're stuck nuclear hiding behind the EMF or hiding behind the the heavy metal. So what you can do is you can tap on a grounding bag and recharge your eyes, your teeth, your thymus and, and your intestine area. So you put the bag over those areas and, and you could tap or you can tap on the bag on your lap and the other hand covers those areas one at a time. And that'll help recharge your body. You can also jump in a body of water, an ocean, <laughs> a lake. I mean, it's a little colder where you are. I, I'm in the Pacific Ocean pretty much every day, uh, getting grounded by nature, barefoot, touching a tree, uh, sitting on the, on the lawn. So uh we got to use these protocols to help recharge us and help flush it. Get your methylation pathways open, take some methylfolate. I'm sure you have some great recommendations for those. Get your, we use Cellcore a lot for binder, Cellcore binders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some great uh, supplements that can help pull and chelate the stuff out, heavy metal binders. Uh, so apple cider vinegar, bentonite clay, uh, CT zyme, like a, uh, from bio 
from cell core, like a prote- protease, like a proteolytic enzyme, mm-hmm. uh, and then use the binders are all just exponentially amazing for the nutritional support to help pull the internal flush. So we can do external with tapping on the bags and the internal with those uh, nutritional recommendations. Yeah, Cellcore is a great product, great product line. Um, I think we skirted over this, so I want to just I want you to focus just a touch more when we talk about outdoor and natural grounding. Um, I think people are a little bit more aware of grounding, putting your your feet onto grass, onto natural. But you mentioned touching a tree, jumping into water. Why does that help? Because we're pulling the electrons from the negative ionic charge of the earth and it's recharging our body battery. We get the positive from the sun, uh, as we you know said earlier. So this is a huge way to for us to connect to the sounds, the frequencies, the sense, uh, the resonances of the universe and become one with it because we're one with it. And that's where guys like Tom Cowan, he's a you know, big name MD that, that's now a biodynamic farmer. He's like, the body is just so similar to the soil. It breaks down with the, similar to soil. It decomposes like the soil. We're just one with the universe. And so the more we can build that nutrient density up in the soil, it, it's going to, that cycle is going to be stronger. Uh, and, and, and then we can get that nutrients from, from our food and our environment. So it just, we're just so one with the environment in so many different ways, whether it's nutritionally or just uh, from uh, the physiology and the biology of how, how it works. Like we're literally one with the universe. And and a lot of that too is physics, like these waveform technologies that I'm, I'm talking about. People don't really talk about no that, that much. It's like, why does a splash of a uh, of a pebble dropping into a pond go in a circular resonance out and equally in every direction? Well, there's a reason for that. It doesn't go in a straight line to the right or left or up or down. Like literally the splash of those waves, they're called scalar waves. They distribute equally in every direction. So those waveforms are the framework for every living resonance on our in our universe. So we have to be one with that. So that's why it's so important to getting out there. And it's really tough to heal when you're decharged. So if you're not going out there and you got clipped with one of those big challenges that I mentioned, or even having brain fog or cognitive or lack of focus or ringing the ears, whatever, you still, the lower levels of EMF challenges, you still got to get grounded by nature. That's the first thing you got to get your polarity back to be able to heal and optimally perform. Get outside. And this is another thing that we're fighting, especially with our children, is getting them outside. You know, the whole talk about the body and energy it's still not excavated properly. And I think, you know, when we talk about your product, like the EMF rocks, and we talk about um, how the, you know, wearing the watches and things like that, how they impact the body. I still don't think people truly are invested in that notion that we are an energy body. And 
And I think with what you're doing and spreading that word, it's another person in the right camp trying to get the word out. And I think it's essential that people really do understand that we work on electricity. And if our electrical impulses are being impinged upon, something has to be done. So I think what you're doing and you're educating the masses, I think it's a a significant, a significant thing to be doing. So I congratulate you for that. Congratulations for that. Um, if people wanted Thank to you. learn more about you and your product um, and and on EMFs in general, where can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. EMFrocks.com is the site where we sell a lot of our grounding bags. Uh, we do sell them through doctor clinics across the country. We do ship to Canada. Unfortunately, the duties are really expensive. So oh, okay. apologize in advance. I'm looking for distributors there. So if anyone uh, ha- has that opportunity, let me know. And uh, athleticism.com is where you can find all our curated health products and uh, we can ju- uh, the, the other big component that I want to mention before we, we end just because you're a nutritionist is the EMFs are really challenging with diabetes. I mean, the, the Arthur Furstenberg's book, the invisible rainbow talks about 130 years ago, there were six cases of diabetes in the entire world. Like he literally was researching every medical book and could barely find a blip of it. He can only find type one or type two. Any of them, all of it. Yeah. There, they, it was non-existent. And so now, and so I feel diabetes is electrical challenge in in a big way. And obviously the fake food doesn't help any Mm -hmm. and all the chemicals in the foods don't help any, but uh, the big thing, is the electricity component to this stuff. And I had a diabetes client, their house was really toxic. The child got childhood diabetes after living in it for about 12 years. So that was 10, 12 years was a breaking point uh, for that child and got diabetes. Then they flew on an airplane and the mom had the new smartwatch to, you know, cause she, she wanted to monitor her son and so we're just, you're, you're, these solutions are just crazy because you're using the biggest stressor on the body to monitor yourself, which is unbelievable. But the blood sugar, her son's blood sugar spiked 200 points when everyone turns on their Wi-Fi and he got a bloody nose. And so we know when you're inside an airplane, you're in a capsule, you gotta, you gotta, have some grounding opportunities. So I carry a lot of grounding bags with me when I fly, but the big thing too is MCT oil. So we sell our lean oil MCT oil on athleticism.com. And uh, you know, if you can use ours or another MCT oil, you got to get these good fats in in your body to start to buffer buffer the insulin and the glucose spiking because the EMFs are going to really tax your body in a stronger way as well on in that capacity. Interesting. Well, thank you so much. It's a very, very interesting show. It's a, again, a topic that really needs to have some more light shed upon it. Um, and as I mentioned, we are making that transition. I, I you know, I, I don't 
I don't follow closely, but I think it's within the next 10 years that we were supposed to be all electrical. So, um, you know, people need to know. And, you know, education is key for all of this. So thank you so much um, for sharing your wealth of knowledge with us. Uh, I know it's going to be something that people will will really appreciate and be able to sink their teeth into and make some educated choices. So thank you very much. Thanks, Kathy, for having me. Get grounded by nature, everyone. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Hosted by Kathy Biasi here on Radio Maria Canada.